1: All right, it's time to time to do it. Time to woo side. Welcome to Orange Is a New Black, a podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period
0: at Shopify.com/specialoffer. All lowercase. That's Shopify.com/specialoffer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: With myself as well as my co-host, Zim Huday, Zim, tough loss. Uh, I think we're both kind of down. Hude Nation is kind of down. But what were your thoughts on that game? Let's get the instant reaction.
0: (sighs) welcome everybody glad y'all could join us um it's so many things to say i don't want to be like super long-winded on all these different thoughts but there are some very big key plays that stick out to me but people that follow me know that that i'm not even paying attention to randy bullock That that's like if if people want to limit the game to like randy bullock or whatever like i'm not that guy i i'm I'm so far from the ref blame the referee guy too. I will say this though, that is a big let, let me just go straight into the biggest the biggest parts of the game. The biggest the biggest things in the whole enge, entire game is the fact that John Ross missed the touchdown where he should have laid out for it. That's the first one. The second one is perhaps the overthrow that AJ Green following right after it. However, you want to couple those two. The next one is then. Uh, Joe Burrow's interception, that's the, the only rookie mistake after I praised him the whole entire game for not making mistakes. The biggest play of the whole entire game is the Joe Mixon fumble. And not only because of the Joe Mixon fumble itself, the acting itself is the actual fact that the Chargers went and did what the Bengals should have been doing all the entire game, capitalizing on the other team's, you know, mistakes. Um, and then – When we get to the end of the game, I guess we'll probably have a lot of people that go back and forth. But to me, if we're talking about changing the culture, if it's really New Day, if it's really all of these great things. um, You just got to play to win. You have to play to win. And, And for me, I know I know that the numbers and everything might not say that or support this, but from the 12 yard line, seven seconds left. I really trust Joe Burrow to do the right thing in that instance, and I don't trust Randy Bullock. I also think that that was a great teaching model if we're looking at this thing in a whole th- like in a whole big vacuum or whatever. That's a great teaching tool to tell everybody to say, look, we're not to be fucked with this year. This is how we're going. This is how we're playing. If we lose this game right now, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go take this victory right now. And you could tell me about, like, oh, well, they got to kick a field goal. And then, I, 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 honestly, my heart of hearts, I felt like they would have lost in an overtime if they would have went that route. But for me, I know it's not conditional, but it would have sent this great message to everybody. Like, Joe, we trust you. You're the man. You're going to do exactly what you want. When he scrambled and he got the touchdown, that was him That was him audible, audible into that call. So, we're trusting you fully. You got the keys to the game. Ca- we made you a captain. We're going to give you the ball with seven seconds left from the 12-yard line. And I trust that you're going to throw the ball up and and it's going to be maybe a second left on the clock. And if it's not, I trust that you're going to make the best throw that you can or you're going to scramble to go get a touchdown and go get us this victory right now. And if not, we're going to walk around that locker room and we're all going to say, God damn, they are not scared. And here we come. Now, I don't think that they'll look at Joe Burrow or Zach and say, oh, man, we you didn't trust us. You didn't kick the field goal. I don't, I'm not saying that. But I, I just think it would have set the tone for the season. Those are like my – like all the other stuff in the game, we could talk about all day. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll point out some stuff. But those are the biggest factors that just stood out to me. The Joe Mixon fumble is just like that was a, that was a backbreaker because they got the points right after it.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you said a lot of great points there. Uh, there were definitely key moments in that game that really shifted the momentum. But I think, like you said, you can't really as, – as much as I look at it and I get frustrated on the offensive pass interference call because, like, that was just the storybook way to really start Joe Burrow's career. Like, A.J. Green coming back from two years essentially off, you know, making that play at the end there on Casey Hayward. I mean, you couldn't write a better chapter to begin Joe Burrow's career really outside of that. Uh, But one thing that I will say is, although I'm upset about the way things ended, there were so many good things to really take away from this game. And I'm not trying to be like just Mr. Optimistic, but the first thing that sticks out of my mind the defense, like, I don't know if it was just similar to what happened last season where we opened up sharp against the Seahawks, but that defense, your man, Akeem Davis Gaither, like, just certain things like Jesse Bates flashed a lot in that game. Jesse Bates was taking heads off the entire game. Um, Darius Phillips, some people were trying to get on him on Twitter. A lot of those were push offs from Mike Williams, like. Mike Williams didn't really do anything. William Jackson the third shut Keenan Allen. Did Kenan Allen play today? Because I don't, I don't like he barely did anything. William Jackson the third shut down yeah. him. And then yeah, he done. had
0: Two catches for 23. And then at the end, I think he threw another one on that last drive. And I don't know what he ended up with. Maybe 40, 50 yards. 40-50 yard, he, which is trash. He shut him down, though. He shut him down.
1: Complete trash. And then he also shut down Mike Williams. I mean, Jermaine Pratt, Josh Bonds, DJ Reader. Like To be honest, if that was another turning point in the game was when DJ Reader cramped up and went out the game, you immediately saw like the difference in the run defense versus when he was in. And then you forget that Geno Atkins didn't play. And then you forget that Trey Wayne's didn't play. And then you think about how all of these guys played. And then in the first half, of course, we all were like, get Bobby Hart out of there. No one talked about Bobby Hart in the second half. Look at how much better the offensive line played in the second half versus the first half. Joey had time to throw. He could step up in the pocket. Like, we heard about Joey Bosa the whole first half. I didn't hear anything about Joey Bosa in the second half. Like, the other thing that was so smart that Joe Burrow did as a rookie, he kept the five wide going, and he kept Joey Bosa on the sideline. I'm, like, looking, and I'm like, oh, they had the wrong package out there and Joey is just sitting on the sideline. So, like, all of that stuff really combined from what I saw. There were a lot of things that I actually liked. I think the defense is back. I think Joe Burrow, that was a great game for his, his first game ever. And I think that the future is bright. Yeah, we wanted to win. That would be the extra cherry on top. But when you really look at this, this was a game that the Bengals kind of lost. Like, the Chargers don't feel like they won that game. You look at Anthony Lynn's, like, press conference after the game, he doesn't feel like they won that game. The better team today was the Bengals, and the future is, in my opinion, very bright. Zim, did you have any other thoughts?
0: I agree with everything you said. You know, it's just I will say this: I'm. You're going to lose games. You know, you're going to lose games. But some of the things that some of the things that I watch, even in games like. I watched a lot of football. I love the fact that they played at four because it gave me a chance to watch a lot of different games. A lot of games like the Colts game was so frustrating to me or whatever um, because Phillip Rose was getting all these yards, but they didn't capitalize on their opportunities. So it let me know, like, that's who they are, right. you know, uh, the Redskins game. Haskins, I kept on saying, like, Haskins isn't really doing much, but he managed the game. He, t- he got them fired up at halftime, came out, scored 24 unanswered, You could see the leadership out there on the field. Um, But more importantly, he didn't have to go crazy to win. He let the defense, like, take over. They did their thing. But the difference was when the opportunity presented itself, good teams go get it. And that's the part that scares me about being super optimistic about it. Because if next week, you know, like – From a roster standpoint, don't get it fooled. Don't get it twisted. The Browns got their ass whooped by the Ravens. But their roster is a lot better than the Chargers roster. So if we're – you know what I'm saying? So there were points in that game today, even when we were going to halftime, a good team, that would have been seven to three. They they gave them them the three right before the half. Like good teams don't. I, I told people in my live, like, shout out to everybody that came to my live. I had the most craziest live that I think I may have ever had, like, over 3,000 yeah, like people.
1: Four, it was, like, 400 people in there at one point when I jumped in. Like 600.
0: So, I got screenshots. Yeah. Like, we got
1: 650, 700
0: people in there. Everybody's going crazy. I mean, I I, I really, I'm telling you, like, I always talk about it with you. That right. is the one. I told my wife, I said, man, that is the one thing I love to do because it's, like, it's very interesting to, like, try to entertain Shut up! Let's watch the game. It's just really cool, but um, it's just so many different things that are so like when somebody says like that bungle stuff that makes me want to punch them in their face because I hate when somebody says that. These are the characteristics of losing a game is these type of things. So while, yeah, I am really, really happy for a lot of different things. I'm, a, you know, Geno right. wasn't there. The defense, I kept on telling everybody, I said, it, when we got into the halftime and it was 7-6, I told Eric, I don't care what the defense did. If, if the Chargers came out and put 40 on us in the second half, I'd have blamed the offense. I'm just that type of guy because right. they did everything that they had to do in The first half of that football, the Bengals had to put 14, 16 points somewhere around that in that first half of that game. And that game is over. Tyrod Taylor could not do anything on third down. Do you think that if they were playing from behind and they had to and they had to and they had to catch up with us, that Tyrod probably was like 0 for 10 on third down. Right. He had no had no business like. And I I'm, I'm talking trash to Chargers fans like saying like yeah like y'all should probably put Herbert in. You know what I mean? Like and get and get the and get start 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 your path cuz you're going nowhere with that guy. That's right. what that See me watching that, I was looking at I'm like that's Andy Dalton right there. You right. know like every single right. time whenever he took the field, it's like it was so predictable. I knew exactly what they were going to do. I know the only thing that he has is he could he could try to run. But the biggest difference that I did like from my defense, as you pointed out, at King Davis, Gaither, Jesse Bates flying around. You can't just scramble and just do what you want and be at a meet at above average quarterback like the Josh Allen's of the world's, the Gardner Minshew's that beat us in these clutch moments last game. Uh, last year or whatever, they don't go win that game. They might win it because we're fumbling the ball and giving it to them or something like that, but they're not going to go and win it. And uh, Tyrod Taylor, is he fits the mold. That's why I say I just look at quarterbacks. If you look at that game like just in a vacuum, like there's no reason the Bengals should have lost that game. And it reminds me of everything we said in the opening game of Seattle last year. And that's the problem. that is kind of scary to me. And that's where the most pessimistic uh, Bengals fans probably looks at it and says, "Yeah, same old Bengals." You know what I mean? And they're right. You know, like it's hard for me to be really, really positive on a lot of stuff because the same stuff veered his head. I love the halftime adjustments. I love the defense. the The margin between winning and losing in the NFL is so small that you cannot just do twenty good things good and then have right. four things bad. You could have twenty good things go good. And have maybe one or two things go bad, like the Chargers did, and what happened? And they they got lucky on the on the fumble. They got lucky on the offensive pass interference thing. Like when you keep the margin really close like that for average teams, that like you know, Chargers are seven and nine. You know, the Bengals could be seven and nine. But if you win a game like that, you're nine and seven, and that's the difference. Like I know that the, the Bengals can't. They me watching that, they can't compete with the Ravens. They can't compete with the Chiefs. I saw that today. Like. You cannot play the first half of – you can't play the first or second half of offense and rely on Joe Burrow to just walk you down the field and think you can make a living off a season like that. When you go against teams that score 28 points like I'm saying every week, they're going to blow the doors off of you. But you could get into the playoffs, but you got to win games like that and you can't be scared to lose. So that's why I'm really hard on, like, Zach. I said said this season I'm looking at Zach because – whether the analytics support it or not, you gotta go get that win. And I said that like I put up the clip, I got everything, I put it on Twitter and everything. I said it before he came out there, you lost before Randy went out there. I didn't even look at the kit, I don't right. care about the kit. You lost right. by sending them out there. The fan base wants us to go get it, they're tired of like mediocrity. Right? I, I don't, I'm tired of talking about who was hurt and uh ref calls and all that stuff like that. Patriots fans don't care about that stuff. Steelers fans don't care about that stuff. They cry about it like, like momentarily or whatever like that, but they'll never tell you that. that that's why they, they didn't go to the playoffs or they didn't. Go to, they, they, they're just like, we're coming back and we're going to win every time. I want our fan base to have that same mentality that we're going to go get our wins. I don't ever want to sure. try to send us the overtime and hope that we can screech out a victory on a game that we had in our, in the palm of our hand. And that's that's just the that's my philosophy. It might be wrong sometimes, but I nah. bet you they would have walked around that damn, I bet you they walked around that damn locker room instead of Joe Burrow walking around today and saying everybody pick up your head, duh, 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 you know, duh, duh. And, and Randy bullock has gotta go and do a stupid interview on how he pulled a hamstring. We're not even talking about that. Right. They're gonna be talking about how gutsy of a call that was, you know, yeah. like when we, we win it. Cause I honestly think they would have won it. The charges couldn't stop them. Right. They couldn't stop them. I really think they would have won it. And even if they didn't, it would have it would have set the tone. They would have took that same energy and ran right back out there on Thursday night and kicked the Browns' ass.
1: I swear they would have. That's facts. I, I have to agree with a lot of what you said. Like, we can't just be optimistic about the game. Like you said, they should have, with the game on the line, how things were going, they should have went for the win. Thank you, Delta Kilo. Uh, for the donation, definitely go for the win. Go for the win. I mean, if Andy Reid's in that situation if Bill Belichick's in that situation and Sean Payton is in that situation, they're going for the win. Like You can't go with the Marvin play there and not go for the win. So like you said, they definitely needed to go for the win. And I think they needed to be a lot more aggressive and take some chances Um, and, and definitely, like you said, score more points. Now, you know, Hopefully those points come. I really loved what they did with the five wide. I would like to see more of that, uh, but we've got to put up more points. Like Zim is saying, you can't win games in the NFL by scoring 15, 16 points. That just doesn't happen. You have to score 38.
0: You can only be average teams. You can only be average teams like that. The the cream of the crop in the NFL, the guys, that the teams that we're going to have to play, like it's not going to work. You're going to find yourself down 14-3 early, right? And then what happens? Joe Burrow's now got to go into passing situations all game. And then, and then that lead just blows up on you real quick. You got to play with a lead. You get a 10-point lead on an average team like that, they, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Lawson would have had three sacks. Now the defense looks unstoppable. It's, it's, a, it's a domino effect. And when you go watch other teams, you'll see what I'm saying. Like the good teams, they get out on you real quick. They take all of that, whatever you had, and throw it out the window. And the really, really good teams, even if they have a close game, they still get it at the end, just like Joe Burrow would have did it today. And that's the difference. There's a lot of people in the crowd, like, I mean, in the, in the thing, saying, oh, our damn kicker. I, I get it. You know, like, but I guess my expectations are low, lower. Did you think that Randy Bullock was going to come out there and hit that f- that field goal, I, I thought he would. Nah,
1: I think um to be honest with you, I thought he was gonna miss the 50 yarder, and that's the thing that people have to take too. You gotta remember he hit that 50 yarder. Right, so the Bengals right. aren't even in position to do that at the end if he doesn't if he doesn't make that. And I'm not trying to be a scapegoat or anything, but you got to take that into account. Cause when he came up for the 50 yarder, I would love to see how many people in here thought he was gonna make that. Cause I didn't, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't I was surprised when he made the 50 yarder, to be honest with you, but um for me i was with Zim and with everybody i felt like they should have gone for the victory especially when you get it down to the two yard line i'm just surprised that they didn't go with like a qb sneak or something like that being that they used it so many times earlier in the game i thought that they were gonna just go for the win but the one thing well, that, the,
0: that the penalty pushed them back to the 12 though
1: right when they got the penalty but when they were at the two I would have probably have just tried to run it in or something like that, but we didn't, they, time out. didn't have no time out. We didn't right? have time mm-hmm. out, so it's hard to do that. And the other thing that I didn't like. So let me talk about some other things I didn't like in the game. Right. And I understand Joe Burrow's a rookie. This and that. Cool. Whatever. I didn't like. I think earlier in the game, before Joey Bosa got his first sack on him, he like went up to Joe Burrow, like when he had almost gotten to him. And he, like, hit him, like, in the head. And I was like, if that's if that's any other quarterback, that's a flag. And, like, they didn't call anything on that. He had another play where he hit Joe Burrow before he released it. And, like, A.J. Green looked at the ref and was like, are we going to throw a flag? I To me, that stuff isn't acceptable no matter, you know, who it is. If we hit their quarterback like that, if he hit Tyrod like that, I would expect them to throw a flag. I didn't like that. The other thing I didn't like, too, is at the end of the game while they were driving with five wide – When they were making these completions and i was getting excited the chargers players were purposely like laying on top of our players to like waste time right right there was nothing being double done about that i saw
0: that i was like they're not gonna call delay again i i saw that a couple times i thought that was strange you know the one thing on that same drive you talking about that i thought was super underrated is the fact that ross got that first down right you know Mm -hmm. and i know he bobbled and it was an incomplete pass right right they ran that next play they really that, did. That, that ball was snapped before the ref uh, blew the whistle. Like they and they would. I kept on yelling, "Like play the replay on that joint." Like, um, but that, it, like, they, they, they snapped the ball for the next play. So it's Nolan really void. Did. Like we, we're on to <laughs> the next one. Like they were halfway through. They were like five seconds into the next into quarter. the
1: play. It had already been snapped. Like that was any other big, game. Any other that game. A that's game, a snap. Bro. Like it's that was too big. late. That that was was, yeah, big, it, and it, it really makes me upset with the refs because there were so Mike, many things. Mike and Williams
0: I, did that same crap all oh game.
1: He did Mike it Williams all game, the, the bro. Same, the same thing. See, I think a lot of people
0: will have a – uh this is where I do talk about refs. If we're going to call it one way, let's call it the, the same way. I just really don't like harping on refs at all. But you did bring up a good point. But the Mike Williams thing? Like he He did did like Darius Phillips, like people got to understand Darius Phillips was with him stride for stride on all of those routes. That's the same thing. I said before the game started, I said, they're going to pick on him all game long. He's the young, corner you're not gonna go test william jackson when you did go test william jackson he wasn't playing with him so of course they're gonna go against him all game so it's a numbers game you get 10 targets towards mike williams he only came down with like three or four of them ones. he had the one big one but he pushed off on every single one of them and was it a big push off no but it it wasn't enough to make me be like hey rough call you know what i'm saying but at the same time at the end of the game that same thing you can't call that right there. You can't call, you that. Can't call that right you can't there. Call like that, you just bro. can't. You can't call that both ways. Like even if the charges would have did that and it would have been the opposite way, you cannot call that. Not right there right. with seven seconds left in the game. On it has to be a
1: violent push off. For you to call it, he has to fall on the ground. The defender has to like get pushed, like almost when you really look at it, I got to look at it again. It almost looks like Casey Hayward, like does the NFL equivalent of a flop. As soon as AJ like touches him, he like does this whole like acting thing to make it look way more of a push off than it was. I still have to check that. But I remember watching it and I was like, that looked like he flopped. Like that didn't even look like AJ really like pushing him hard. He, like, he
0: held. He AJ said this after the game in the press conference. He said, "Bro, he clamped me the whole time. Like not like not like good clamps. Like he's clamping me into into the break of his route. Like when he go because he's he's playing to make sure that AJ doesn't go to the back of the end zone. So his footwork was off in that in itself. So when AJ goes to break to the to the pylon." He's you go watch it. He holds them. Is it a big hole? No, it's an NFL hole. So at the same time, AJ's like, yeah, they could if they're going to do that, they got to call it both ways on that. On that. Just like play. that fan. So they, they
1: did on Darius Phillips. It was like, oh, it wasn't even when like they were like, oh, it wasn't passing interference, but it was a holding like before that. Like that was a major play like that. I don't know bro like the refs to me I'm with you I don't like to jump on the refs but it was not being called the same way both ways it was a lot of like craziness kind of going on this is the question that I ask all fans and if you're in the comments right now you're talking like
0: this close your eyes and ask yourself this if you won that football game today what calls would you have been thinking about even still in a win right because like it's easy to think about every single thing that didn't go your way when you lose. Right. But some of the stuff, like I, I just sit back and I think even if we would have won that game, I probably wouldn't have thought about the Darius Phillips shit. I would have just charged it to the game. There's a couple right. of different things that are charged to the game. Um, and in the, in the AJ green thing, wouldn't you know, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's just really tough. Like I didn't, I don't feel like throughout the game, that it was so lopsided or anything like that. Like, there were a couple times where I think the guy, uh, uh, 71, he drew our offensive lineman um, all sides or something mm-hmm. like that, and they called it the other way, and I, and I thought that had stood out at the time. But it right. wasn't anything that I felt like this is the reason we lost the game. So that's what that's how I look at like referees and officiating and stuff like that. Of course, the microscope is on the AJ Green play because it's potentially the game-winning touchdown, which it should have been. Right. But throughout the game, I don't feel like I was wronged or anything. The reason why I, I felt like I wanted to bring some uh, the microscope to that is because Mike Williams did it the whole entire game and it wasn't right. called. So right. you gotta we we gotta we gotta look at it like in, in both ways. But for the most part, now I feel like the Bengals just. You know, like uh on one part of me, people are gonna say, Well, why did they do this? Why didn't it because you lost, right? But had you won, I think you would have walked away and said Joe Burrow managed the game the way he should have been. He didn't make any big mistakes up until that interception that he made, where he's gotta be smart enough to say, Hey, look, this screen is not working right here. But right. for the for but for the most part, I thought, you know, like they played a a pretty Sound game on defense. Jesse Bates was looking so good. Josh Bynes, like, only time I saw him in a negative is, like, a couple of times, like, going to tight ends, like Hunter Hunter Henry or whatever. And that was, like, later in the game. But throughout the, the, the game, his intelligence showed up to be able to identify plays, and going into the week one of a season, you don't have any film except the stuff from last year. For him to identify, like, he had three big impact plays. Sam Hubbard had, like, two really big impact plays. Uh, But Jesse Bates, all game. If you were going to catch a pass, he was going to get over there, and you were going to get hit for it. Um, I hate. I, I hated the call that they had on him on the helmet. The uh, the helmet. The helmet. Yeah, I, I didn't but like it, that either. But even when that happened, even the one that was uh, down the field, uh, when that one happened, I said in 2020, I just know that the rest. If you go high, the rest gonna call it all day. It doesn't even matter if if it does because of the impact of it, the way that it looks. They're gonna right. call that. If you go high, they're gonna call that all day.
1: So my my thoughts. I don't know if uh, people were reacting the same way. But one thing that I wanted to talk about and touch on uh, was AJ green, the return of AJ green with him, you know, not playing for, for two seasons. I personally, like whenever I watched AJ play, I was happy to see him out there. And it seemed kind of weird that on some plays, like I think that was those first two or three series, they were taking him out on third down, which to me, I was like, why are you going to take your best receiver out on third down? But, my thoughts on his return was that he played very solid. Like I heard people saying some weird stuff during the game on Twitter like, oh, he looks hurt, he looks slow, this and that. I didn't get that. Did you get that? Cuz I didn't what? get that. I didn't get that. That looks like What are you all
0: talking about? He was an animal. You remember that little that little uh that 10-yard out joint that he snatched yes. from dude? It was, it, nasty. was a, it was an animal. There's only like t- there's only like 15 wide receivers in the NFL that can <laughs> that can catch that. Right. On everything. He was lit, right. bro. The only – the only fans got to make sure y'all watch other football games. That is that's my true. challenge that I tell everybody else. This is another thing that's going to happen to us all year, and it's going to drive me crazy. Watch what I tell you. There's so many players on this team that should get the ball. And, and I agree with you. You play A.J. all day. I think they had him on a snap count, though, is, is my theory. Right. But uh, there's so many players – that every game we're gonna walk away. Like, you know, everybody was hit me and said, Why didn't throw it to Higgins? Right. Where was Auden Tate? You know, every game. Do y'all realize? Like, imagine the Chargers doing that, right? They 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 could have they could have schemed up more stuff for Keenan Allen. Uh, they went to Mike Williams, they went to Hunter Henry, and then Austin Eckler. Who else do they have to throw it to? We literally have like nine dudes that we all that we all know would would start for any team in the nfl so every single game you're going to walk away and say why didn't he get the one thing i did say is that joe mixon should have got way more targets in the passing game i think him getting targets in the passing game and not just tall sweeps like just whether it be check downs or whatever just him in open field just to get his legs turning because by the time we got to the fourth quarter, he started to like start to find a groove and stuff. I think you you do him a disservice by getting him off the field. I know you want to get Gio involved, right? But yeah. I don't think anyone would mind if you win a game and, and, and Joe Mixon comes out with three, four catches for 40 yards and he runs for 80, 90 yards or something. You say, damn, he went for over 100 all-purpose. Like you really got to get Mixon involved in a passing game to, to even warrant the money that you're paying him. You're paying him that type of – to be that guy, like that kind of guy. Um, but aside from that, I feel like Joe Burrow is gonna always get the ball to whoever's open. Cause I mean, for a while he got Uzama uh uh hot on that on that last drive. He mm-hmm. Uzama had some big plays in there. And it's just this thing we're gonna walk away from every week and we're gonna say, damn, like cause the whole first half, you know, Tyler Boyd didn't even have a target.
1: At all. Yeah, he didn't. I was was wondering what was going on. I was
0: pissed on third down, the first third down, the first drive of the game. If anybody was in my life, I was going nuts because I was pissed that Mike Thomas was in there and that Joe Joe Burrow wasn't even looking. I said, that's your guy, Joe, like on third down. Right.
1: they,
0: They can't stop you. They right. can't stop them. Like it sounds so simple. They can't stop the, our one-on-one matchups, bro. Like there is nobody. Like the Chargers d- could not blitz. You cannot blitz the Bengals, bro. Like sure. you cannot blitz them. And if you do, you better get there, because John Ross taking it house. Uh, A.J. Green AJ taking, taking it house. 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 Like Boyd taking Morgan. it. Take, <laughs> yeah. Like everybody taking it house. Like you we, can't. got to talk around. about. Like, think about like all these things. Like every time we go play somebody, mm-hmm. like go look at the Browns when we played them this week. Once mm-hmm. you take out, once you do what you got to do with Landry, make sure, like, OBJ, like, if he don't get his targets in the first half, he going to take his self out the game. After right. that, DeMarcus Lodge or something, I was watching some of their Browns game. I'm like, this is, like, if you go look at these national pundits telling you that their wide receiver cores are better than the Bengals, I'm like, where? Where are the right. guys? Like, you could literally, like, go to a fantasy football on any of these teams and say, well, I know I'm going to give – um uh Keenan Allen six to ten targets every single game. I'ma give uh Mike uh Mike Williams, I'm gonna give him six to ten targets every single game. The Bengals, you don't know. You it's don't. too many guys. Like sample got to catch early on. You got Geo right. coming out the back. You got Mixon coming out. So it's just like there's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna come to you all year telling you about how they should have got the ball to this person. They gotta Mixon got his 20 carries, you know what I mean? Right. So it's it's it's, just, it's tough because the small mistakes, they just, they just continue to rear their head. And I'm a little bit frustrated with that, even though I'm optimistic. I know every week they're going to build on it, build on it, and get better and better. They're going to trust Joe Burrow more, more and more. And I know that you can't put too much on Joe Burrow's plate. You know, week one, you know, like I don't want them just throwing it. But one thing I thought they should have did early on in the game was throw the ball – um on first down, throw the ball on second down so that you're not putting Joe Burrow in these in these very, very predictable long third down situations. Joey Bosa was eating off of the strength of I'm third and seven, third and nine. We had three straight three and outs with yeah. our offensive line. That's the same Achilles Hill that hit Dalton. You gotta get out of that and keep defenses off. I mean, um, honest, when they were through, when they threw the thing to uh, Ross and they and he missed. And then they came back, and they seen AJ Green was wide open, and Joe Burrow missed that. You know, after that, San Diego's, uh, I said, the Chargers' defense was on alert. And right. if you're doing that early, it the, and then then you could mix in running on second, and possibly run on short third downs. You know, but by putting so much pressure on Joe Burrow. In this first year, it's going to be very, very important from a play calling standpoint. They let him unleash on first down, and I know that's that's not the normal. Like you're, you're, you know, like that's when the other teams are going to have their personnel that's going to match up with your run game. I just think that that's what's going. It's some. It's a little unorthodox, but throwing on first and second down is going to be so huge for Joe Burrow because it's going to get him into his rhythm, get the motion on, because they cannot win games with this offensive line on third down.
1: Bobby Hart. We got to talk about Bobby Hart and we got to talk about the lack of T. Higgins. Uh, For me, I was almost like yelling at the screen that they needed to set Bobby Hart down after that first half, because it just literally looked like he was going to get Joe Burrow killed. Like the shots that Joe was taking, like, Joey Bosa just coming off the edge. I was like, what is it going to take until they put Fred Johnson in? They didn't do it. I thought that they did. But like Twitter literally exploded about Bobby Hart. And I mean, we've seen that in the past, right? Bobby Hart hasn't been that guy. But it was just on full display today that he just wasn't playing his best. Um, Billy Price also came in for Xavier Suofilo. So there was a Philo. There was an injury, obviously, that happened. What are your thoughts on on like Bobby Hart? Does he deserve to start next game? Like if Miles, if Miles Garrett early on like is just destroying him. Do the Bengals need to look at a Fred Johnson or is Absolutely. this just what they need to do?
0: Absolutely. You and me both. Um, I'm not I'm not a person that's like really really quick to say oh uh, bench him. You know, like I, a lot of people were doing that on the Ross one because I was re- I'm really tough on Ross. I was like lay out for that. You know, lay out for that. Like even if you don't catch it, lay out for that pass, Bobby Hart. I absolutely sat there and said, "There's no way you you set the tone right now. Get him out of there." We come out third quarter with Fred Johnson. Like right. that was my that was my thinking. I I, I had to take a woosaw saw and think for a second and just breathe because I was like, "This he's going to get this guy killed." And everything that everybody that doesn't know about this team. I just hate, I want to prove everybody's wrong, but the only way that they could do it is being very, very smart about some of these things. Don't wait for these problems to happen or to keep on building themselves up. You made the good adjustments at halftime. I don't know what they told Bobby Hart at halftime, but I'm with you. You come out there, you go two series out there. Um or with the Browns next week and, and Miles Garrett, he's watching the tape now, licking his chops. So right. you come out there and he starts killing Bob, get him out of there. We're right. not doing that this year. Get him no. out of there. We got a guy in here thinking um he, he's like top 10 uh chargers defense and stuff like that. If that's a top 10 defense, I, I, no. I think I think I should win a lot of football games, and I shouldn't be held back by one or two bad people that are just screwing it up. And I mean, and they got to move like, you got to move like that. Like that that's gotta be like, I'm so sick of like some of this stuff. Like I don't think it's overreactive to say that if, if that was your question, like nah,
1: it's just one agree.
0: thing that we cannot tolerate this year. We cannot tolerate proving people wrong. Cause anybody that doesn't know shit about the Bengals, that's going to be their go-to their offensive of the line. They're going to get Joe Burrow killed. Well, great coaches scheme around it. Great coaches make audibles out of different things and make different calls. Go in the five wide, get both off the field, do all these different things to make this thing that we know could happen. We could get them to the playoffs. I learned that today. But you can't give people the game. Like, the three points that they gave them before the half had me so pissed. And everybody was like, Zim, we're still winning.
1: No. No, no, no. And they no. were going to get the ball after half, so that was not good. Like, no. luckily our defense stopped them to begin the third quarter. Or else, like, that would have been more points that we would have been given them. I-, I totally agree with you. T. Higgins, I saw his mom sweeten. She was saying that we need to throw him the ball. I swear he's going to catch it. I saw an interesting thing or interesting tweet from him after the game that he deleted. I think that the Bengals coaching staff, at least should have gotten him in to the point where he was at least targeted once in this game. Like, I don't know if it's that they don't have as much chemistry or what it was, but, like, to put in, and I don't want to hit on Mike Thomas because Mike Thomas did his thing at the end of the game, right? He made some really big catches, but we got to get... Lee's- it doesn't matter.
0: So? Higgins can make that. No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It, oh, doesn't, yeah. matter right. it doesn't matter that Mike matter. Thomas made those catches. Higgins makes that catch. You right. you drafted him at that spot. Fucking th- what? Thirty two. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty three.
1: Basically. Yeah.
0: Thirty three. Thirty three. Basically. Drafting him. You, that. I mean, y- y'all already know. I mean, for <laughs> me, for me, uh, no. Yeah, get him in there. There's no deficiency in his game. Mike's – I mean, uh, uh, Higgins go to any – this is the thing that kills me with the Bengals. Like, on one end, I do understand there's so many players that have to get the ball. Like, I'm looking at the Chargers. I'm like, I mean, throw to Austin Eckler in the flat, get a ball to Kelly, uh, catch Hunter Henry, you know, Keenan Allen making big plays at the end of the game, Mike Williams pretty much a, you know, one pick – you know what I'm saying? It's not that much. The good coaches should be able to take all of these weapons. I've never seen this before, honestly. I'm not right. just I'm not just jacking my own stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. this is a deep ass wide receiver core. Higgins would start for the Chargers and right. eat. Higgins would have had 100 yards for the Chargers today. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he can't get a target.
1: Yeah, that was kind of like, rough. that's
0: not even a, Oh, that's not an over-exaggeration to me. Look, like, look at the rookies out there today, rugs, all these dudes. that they, Like they're all getting shots. And, and I know we have a lot of weapons in place, so everybody can't get the ball, but that's mm-hmm. unacceptable. On your depth chart, I don't care if he, if he's not feeling good about the plays or whatever, playmakers make plays, bro. Like, stop being so analytical. Stop being so practice oriented and stuff like that. There are some people that are gonna just ball out when the when the ball when it when Joe Burrow's in crunch time and then the drive started. Y'all should go to my live. I said this is what this is why you draft them number one. You can't script this. Ain't nothing in practice is going to show you what is about to happen on this drive. And it's not a man that can stop it. And when they threw it up to AJ Green before they got the ball, I said, there's not one person in this world that can stop AJ Green from coming down with this ball. Is that's just the way it goes sometimes. And coaches got to be able to understand that. Higgins is a dog. Put him out there. They're scared to death of him. You're making it easy for them to give you, give them an above-average guy, Mike Thomas. Like, that's the last person on the depth chart.
1: Right, Why? I think. I think. I don't um, what he
0: showed me in practice.
1: One thing that you said is like anybody else around the NFL would have played him. I look at Andy Reid, Clyde Edwards Alaire came out ball. You even look at the Ravens today. Dobbins is in there making plays. Like if we had Andy Reid, there's no way that T Higgins isn't getting targeted in that game. Like, and he has to be more involved. Like I know some people want to say, "Hey, let's let's stop and and hope that we can develop this team." This team is good enough to go out and compete right now. They have enough weapons. They're great on defense. They went out and did what they needed to do in free agency. Like like Zim said, even even with the end of the game, this team is ready to win now. You drafted Joe Burrow. You threw him out the very first game. He showed you in his first game that he's ready now. And AJ himself, after the game, said that this team is special. Think about all the teams that AJ Green has been on since 2011. He said that this team is special. The last time we heard that 2015. So for me, this Bengals team, based on what just happened from what we've seen today, Thursday is going to tell us a lot about this team. Like we're getting the Browns on a short week. They just got blown out. Baker Mayfield did not look good. Baker Mayfield could possibly be be beat by Joe Burrow. I feel like Joe Burrow can be better than Baker Mayfield. I ain't trying to make no hot takes or anything like that. I'm just saying from what I saw today, Joe Burrow can be better than Baker Mayfield. Zim has been saying this for years. Look at the quarterbacks. Look at the matchups. Who's better? If you are, after what you just saw, before we couldn't say it, right? Joe Burrow never took a snap, this and that. That was college. and it He showed you today. He is ready to go in and win a game at the end of the game, and in order for right, this team to, to get on the track, we got to get a W on Thursday. It's no, it's way around it for me.
0: Look, look, look at, look at the Charger. If you're a Charger, it was a Charger guy in here. I want to talk to you. If you're optimistic about your season, don't. As long as Tyrod Taylor is your quarterback, I didn't went through seven, seven, eight years with a guy that looked just like that. Your best bet is to get Herbert in there right now because when, when it was time for Tyrod to win that game, he couldn't. And when it was fourth and one, the coach didn't even trust him to go get that one yard. That's your season right there, determining week one. A lot could be said about our season as well, you know, already, like based on the mistakes that I just saw just now. And I just hope I was, I had, I was so confident on Zach coming into this game like, as far as like what they're doing, key word. I mean, key take AJ Green said the team is special. Now he's not gonna say anything about the coaching staff, of course, whatever. I just wonder, is the coaching staff special? You know what I mean? I think because Lewis, the, the team could be special all you
1: want, you know. I say Lewis, but Zach and that offense, like you said, like if that's if the way that they play if the offense would have been giving them the same thing, that game is a blowout. Like, we got, we dropping 30. We easily drop 30 if the offense would have been there to play and did what they needed to do. We can't depend on the defense, like Zim said. Like, that's not realistic. Um, And hopefully that's going to change next game. We need to get up, get a lead, and, and try to score 30 points. How long has it been since we scored 30 points? I don't have the direct stats in front of me. I'm sure they did it at one point last year when we tried to get one win. I don't want another season of struggling to get the 30 points. I really don't. Like, if we can get 28, 30, or something like that, I'm I'm down with that. This team needs to, to get into gear and go because we're ready to compete now. I'm not, right. I'm not waiting for 2022. I'm not waiting for 2021. I want to win right now. And if y'all ready to win, let me know in the comments. But this has been the Orange is the New Black podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, we have something coming in the near future. Be sure to keep maybe, your eyes out for it with Tuesday. us. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday, especially with us um, having a short week. We may have be, be coming to you guys Tuesday with a possible surprise. Stay you're, tuned. You're underselling it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Listen, this is the biggest
0: thing you guys have ever seen. This is what's going to make the reason why you're in here with Ace and You follow him or whatever because you understand you follow them
1: too. It ain't just it ain't just me, it's them too. But you know, both of us.
0: But the reason why y'all believe in Ace is because you understood his knowledge on football and everything like that. What if I told you we got a big surprise? And I'm praying to God <laughs> that this happens on Tuesday, but he is underselling it. This is the biggest thing. There's nobody else that could bring you this. There's That's not right. one, there's
1: nobody, there's, there's nobody not that can one other
0: page a fan Fan or anybody that can can bring this to you on tuesday so i've gotten verbal commitment for tuesday and i'm really hoping we could bring this to you because i really think it is something that you all deserve and we all deserve some wins so that's when let's start with this win that i'm hoping for on tuesday around seven ish eight o'clock p.m ish time hopefully and if so, we're going
1: to carry that on to our victory on Thursday night. Facts. Right? Do not be late. Do not miss it. Don't be five minutes, 10 minutes late. We we can't say Ooh. what it is, but it's big, it's major. Like, <laughs> be biggest, here. Biggest Don't thing, miss thing I've it. ever done. Don't miss it. Even if you at work, you might want to tell your boss that you got to step away for right. 15, Fact. 20 minutes. It's coming. Tuesday. Fact. Lock it in. All right. Thank it's you guys cool. for listening. Be sure to follow Zim on Instagram at um uh, Be sure to check out his lot, bro. I was in there earlier. It was jumping. If you want to con- converse with Bengals fans, you want to see the game and stuff like that, definitely jump over to his live. You guys can find us on Twitter. You find him at ZimHude. You find me at New Stripe City. And you guys know that you can find me here as well. But this is the Orange is a New Black podcast. This is a new season, it's a new era. And be sure to come back Tuesday, like hashtag Tuesday, hashtag <laughs> that, hashtag that. Be sure to be on the lookout. Make sure you follow on our Twitters, IG, and all you. of that. Tell I'm everybody you, that yo. you know that's a Bengals fan to follow Zem's Twitter and follow his IG at Zim underscore who because we're going to probably make some announcements on Tuesday about what it is, but make sure you do not miss it. Who they?